Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hey guys, welcome back to the Slow Living Collective podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Today I have a really, really exciting conversation to share with you and I want to welcome back Roseanne to the podcast. Now you might have heard her in a previous episode. If you haven't, you need to go and check that episode out. We spoke a couple of episodes ago about living naturally and it is an amazing episode if you are into slowing down and just living a more natural way of living so go and check that episode out but today's episode we are delving into a big favorite topic for the both of us and that is home education so Roseanne and I both home educate our children and Roseanne is a little further along the journey than I am as her children are just slightly older than mine but yeah it's a fantastic conversation so let's jump straight into it Okay, so hi Roseanne, welcome back to the Slow Living Collective podcast because I know you've been here before and thank you so much for joining me. So um, like I said, I know you've been here before, but before we get into today's episode, do you want to introduce yourself and tell anyone who maybe hasn't heard your other episode, who you are, what you do and all of that? Yeah, hi Amy, thank you for having me back. Um, I'm Roseanne, I am a home educating mum of two and um, my kids are almost six and seven and a half and yeah, they've never been to school, they've been home educated from the beginning, so super excited to discuss this with you tonight. Excellent, so we're going to discuss home education, why we've decided to home educate our children because um, as you just said, both of us home educate as a first choice um, and so for anyone listening who isn't familiar with home education that means that our children have never been to school they won't go to school and so therefore home education is the first choice for their education so firstly what made you come to the decision to educate your children outside of the school system um to be honest I started to research um, elective home education before I even had kids. Um, I myself was a lecturer in a college um, for about four or five years before I had my own children. And I came to really question mainstream education as a whole and just the stresses of working within education and surrounding the national curriculum and offset obligations and requirements. And I just found it to be such a one size fits all provision. Um, so by the time it came to my having my own kids, I really did sort of question everything surrounding it. And um, the years just went so quickly and I, I never ended up sending them to nursery. Um, I think Sophia, Sophia tried like one morning a week for about four months and um, she cried every time. And I ended up just sitting in the car on my phone with Ellis, like breastfeeding Ellis as a baby and just found it as a little bit of respite. But she never enjoyed that. She never went permanently. And then COVID hit and... Um, everything changed in regards to well as we all know to everything but especially with it surrounding education and schools and the rules and that year was the year I was due to apply for a primary school place for my daughter and I just knew that there was just absolutely no way I was going to send her with the world the way it was um and I decided to yeah to not to not just not send her I didn't apply for a place and yeah it's been 
well it's been three years now um and she's nearly eight and yeah we've just we've just really taken to this like slower more unconventional and way of way of education and way of life so yeah it's been a it's been a really really insightful few years to say the least yeah absolutely and it's funny that you say that you started your daughter at nursery because I I did the self-same thing and it's funny because um from my perspective so my daughter she was only one when COVID hit literally just turned one but like you I had also thought before I even had children that I would really like to home educate them and I said to my husband one day like I think if we have children I'd quite like to home educate them and he was like sure and so yeah when COVID hit I you know I was quite because she wasn't in the sort of age bracket anyway to be at school or nursery or anything it was just really nice just being home with her and then where it was last end of last year I was like you had one of those little home educator panics where I'm like am I doing enough for her and so I was like we'll try one afternoon a week at nursery and she didn't mind like she did just go in okay but she she was just she never really spoke about it it didn't really sort of add any extra value to our life which was what the intention was to just I guess give give us I, something extra on top of home education and I just didn't really feel it so she went probably about the same probably for about four months and then I was like oh, enough's enough and um yeah she's she doesn't even ask about it. she did ask me once she said I haven't been to preschool for ages and I was like yeah I know <laughs> but yeah other than that you know I, I think um just wasn't adding anything extra and she was sick all the time and it just really mm. impacted the rest of our home education because we couldn't go to forest school and you know it was just yeah it was just like this these three hours once a week just impacts the whole rest of our week if not two weeks because then everybody gets sick so mm. yeah it was just not for us really but um yeah I totally feel that Sophia was the same she she would like get herself in a worked up the night before when I'd get her little out like preschool uniform out and then she'd honestly it was so awful but you know I kind of felt pressured into that's what you know she need everyone was saying she needs to get used to being a, a you know apart from you because next year she's going to school and I kind of buckled under the pressure which actually is so not like me but obviously I had such a small age gap I also had a newborn I was feeling so overwhelmed with am I doing enough with her now that I've just got this newborn click like attached to me 24 7 um if I could change like turn back time and change it I definitely wouldn't even um let the fault enter my mind of even sending her but you know in a way it, maybe it's a godsend that I did because it made me realize how it so was not for us I mean obviously it is for some and so many kids you know running in and laughing and just you know having a, having an absolute ball but yeah she was just not one of them and that I, I suppose that comes back to again like education just being you know it's not it proves it's not a one-size-fits-all and what works for some just really doesn't for others yeah absolutely and I think I'm always like when when I talk about home education on like Instagram and stuff you know I'm always like so careful you know to say like just because I choose this different route it doesn't it's not it's not an attack on someone else's choice uh, is school the right environment for some children absolutely but 
I don't feel like it's the right choice for my own children. And so if people send their children to school, you know, if that's the right thing for their family, then that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I used to be really sort of wary of what of how I spoke about school versus not school on social media. But to be honest, the last year or so, I've just come to realise that actually, well, if anyone listening that does follow me, I, I'm definitely not a follower and I just make my own rules. So I've come to, <laughs> to be a little bit more reckless with the way I describe it. But again, I've worked within mainstream education for so long as well. And I suppose I see that side of it and I see, you know, how it can impact on children and teenagers' lives in a wrong way sometimes. And like you say, some kids, yeah, they're definitely made for it. They thrive in that education. They almost need that setting. But um, yeah, I'm sort of past the point of having to, you know, explain that home education is not a second rate version of education to to people. And I suppose three years down the line, I've got the confidence to to say that now. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I feel because my children haven't reached compulsory school age yet, I, I've sometimes felt like, well, well, what do I really have to say about it? And it's like, well, actually, educating ourselves doesn't start, you know, the, you know, when we hit four or five, right? We, I've taught my children since since they were born and you know that doesn't stop when they reach four and five and I have to turn them over to somebody else because my knowledge becomes like what irrelevant (laughs) it's you know we're just learning all the time and so you know there isn't sort of like this cutoff point where I I can no longer educate them and the same being like I have to turn them over to somebody else to educate them so yeah it's just I would say I definitely sometimes speak a bit more sort of openly about it now I mean um my daughter would be due to start school she's four now so she would be due to start school in September and the funny thing is like I wouldn't even know what to do I see her like her peers like people talking about like they've applied for their school places and stuff and I'm like oh yeah I didn't do that but I wouldn't even know when to have done it it's just yeah it's just it's funny once you sort of step away from that world like you actually have no idea like only dawned on me after Christmas like oh my gosh she would be going to school this year and Mm. you know like you said like the the time just it's flown and like there's no way I I just couldn't imagine you know because we've always had it sort of set in stone in our minds that she she wouldn't go so it's it's not been that's that's, that's the nice that's the beauty about it if you know from the beginning and you don't have to worry mine are only one school year apart so although I did look at primary schools for um the first time for my daughter throughout the pandemic this having to the thought of having to apply just a few months later for my son it was so nice just knowing I don't even need to be remotely involved in that. And, you know, a lot of my friends that I stayed in contact with and met at baby groups with our youngest, obviously they were applying, some was their first child. And, you know, on the groups, there was conversations going around and I just thought, you know what, this is actually so nice yeah. to just know the journey that's just going to follow on on repeat one year later. Um, and I already felt, because they're so close in age, like you said, even though he hadn't hit compulsory school age, he was joining in everything and having them so close in age, they they basically are at the same level anyway. So he was just joining in all the activities and learning we were doing. And he kind of just started a year early, if you like. Yeah. Um, it, it is a nice feeling when you don't have to worry about, you know, 
them leaving on and looking and searching and what's going to be best and that's the thing it's so hard but my friends that are trying to get the children into school for this year they're looking around schools and their closest one within their catchment is not the one they want and I just think god there should be more choice for parents that want to send their kids to school or need to or their children want to there definitely should be more choice with the schools that they that they that they want to choose their child to go to instead of it just being dependent on where you live um I've been listening to my friends and yeah I think god that's, that's so when you think about it it's so unfair there should yeah. be more choice because it's every child's different and some are going to have different provisions to suit others so that's definitely one thing I'd say about school yeah there definitely should be more choice for parents on which one they can go to yeah and I've heard um somebody my mum knew actually um her daughter moved like move to a different area like literally physically move you know sold her house and moved to another mm. one just mm. so she could be in a better catchment area for the school that they wanted because where she lived which was just like the other side of the town <laughs> mm. would not have yeah. been the catchment area for that school so I mean it's crazy that you have to sort of you know some people are having to make those decisions like the cost of moving house mm-hmm. and, and everything it's just it's insane and you know, I, I'm kind of glad that, you know, I just don't even know when these things are supposed to be happening. <laughs> so, exactly. it's a blessing, yeah, it, you know, my, mine, um, mine are close in age as well. They're just two years apart. So um, I, it's nice to hear you say that actually like just sort of flows very naturally for the second and they just join in because that's kind of my hope for what we'll have as well. Yeah, it really will. And if your youngest, like mine, won't won't attend preschool, they just don't know any different. And they all they sort of come along to the home ed meetups, home ed groups. They already have like a friendship with the younger siblings. And yeah, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I I say to mine every now and then, which I'm sure we'll discuss about school. And yeah, they they show zero interest. They've got lovely friendship groups. They love the they love the the groups and the meetups and everything they attend. And yeah, there's just yeah, they they don't mention it. They they never brought it up to me ever so must be doing something right yeah absolutely so I am always refer to myself if I ever have to and sometimes I'm sure you understand as a home educator sometimes we get put on the spot a little bit (laughs) um but if I ever have to I would refer to myself I guess as an eclectic home educator I don't follow any sort of philosophy um learning philosophy or anything like that and it's just I hope it will continue as it is now. It's just been a blend of everything that works for us and our family. Is there anything you follow in particular or do you just go with the flow and sort of meet them where they're at? Yeah, I suppose I'm 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 similar to you in that in that way. I I spent a lot of time in the first year of of home edding because we were still in the pandemic and there was you know not really many meetups and actual face-to-face groups and it really took me a good year to find the path that I wanted to go down and during that time I was looking at different sort of home ed philosophies and you know there's so many aspects that I like of of so many different variations and and I just couldn't really fit down one path and that's when I just realized actually I don't need to go you know I can love aspects of Charlotte Mason you know like literature and art and and the outdoor side which is really like reflective of us but then I love like the child-led and holistic approach on like Montessori and then I love like 
the imaginative side and artistic side of the Waldorf. And I just thought, well, I can't, I don't want to be just one of those. So it's definitely just personal to us. And I just pick aspects from most of those that I've just described, um, just to kind of find like a nice balance between them, them all. And I just think ultimately, I really focus on like a slow, natural, like emotional development. Um, and I just don't think you need to follow like one path to to make it work for you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way as well. It's just like, I find that it's, yeah, just a little bit of everything really. And it just, just sort of flows together. We're very similar, you know, like outdoors stuff. In fact, you know, um, you know, with mine being so young still, a lot of what we do is just just being outdoors and in nature and sort of living we try and live very seasonally anyway and I hope to sort of throw their like home education into a bit more of a seasonal rhythm as well as we move mm -hmm. through it and I think that's sort of where we're sort of settling at the moment really um but yeah we'll just see as we go I have no firm plans just just see how it pans out and I think it sort of will naturally find its spot yeah it definitely will and each child's different so as much as you know for example like my daughter she'll sit up she loves cgp books and i only get them because she she likes doing book work up the table my son on the other hand he's six in a in a few weeks he he refuses to pick a pen up and he's just started but he basically has self taught he's, he's child-led taught himself to read and um that's no joke either he, he had no interest in phonics he doesn't want to pick a pencil up he can just barely write his name but he is now reading almost on the same level she is and that is not for me doing forcing anything so as much as we will do the same for both of our children each child is different so you know they will find their own way will follow the path as parents and as home educators but they will find their, their own way um, and the way that suits them best for their learning and I think that's another thing like in school it is so one size and you know they have to follow the same programs and the national curriculum and everything else whereas we can just try so many different avenues and see what works for each of our children and um, that's definitely one of the the key points that as it's really especially this week when he's just picked up a book and and just read it and I'm like okay then you know that that's all on you whereas I had the oh, complete opposite approach with Sophia and um yeah it's just it, my mind is blown that two children can can be so different when I'm the same parent to both of them and um you'll definitely find that along the way yeah they they're they're amazing you just realize how amazing your kids are um in in this in this home ed journey you really will yeah it's really it, that's really interesting to hear because obviously I've like you know been thinking about like you know I wonder what what the kids will be like because you know they're still especially my youngest you know he's he's just about to be two and yeah so it's it's pretty much like he's still sort of learning his personality so I've got somewhat of a good handle on I know my daughter but you know he's still very much in that sort of learning and developing stage and so yeah it'll be really interesting to see you know how they are like you can see the differences in them already obviously but it'll be really interesting sort of when he's four and she's six just to see how how different they are and how different they learn 
and I think you know like you know all of our all of our brains are wired differently aren't they you know we all learn in a different way and you know like you said at school it's just sort of like this very sort of one route of prescribed education and you either Mm. fit into it or you don't and if you don't Mm. you don't always you know get help to you know and that you know that's for you know special educational needs children I know you know it's it's really difficult for them to to get the right provision for their children and yeah it's just it's just tough when it's sort of you know this one size fits all and and we're not all the same people not not even two of us are the same so um more and more parents are coming to home education than ever before I think there's like especially since the pandemic I think there are like huge huge increases do you think that it's um the worries about the school system that has people pulling away or do you think it's more related to people wanting to slow down maybe particularly after the pandemic where we were sort of forced to slow down or do you think it's something else but do you know what? I think it's there's a real mixture. I mean, the more I speak to people on that I meet at groups and obviously on social media and um and everything like that and my friends, I think definitely more people are aware now of home ed and the opportunities. I mean, I've had people even question me if homeschooling my kids is legal. Um, that's how little like they've known about, you know, alternative provisions that you can le- definitely legally provide. For your kids so I definitely think there's, there's more awareness of it um a lot more people now they since since the pandemic they do they do want this sort of slower life pace um with more opportunities um but ultimately uh, the the majority of people that I speak to that have pulled their kids out of the school system so they have been in mainstream education and then that now they no longer are is because they have been let down by the system they've lost faith um, somewhere along the lines whether their child has specific needs or wants and the mainstream system just it can't it, it can't you know it just can't meet the expectations that the parents have it doesn't make the allowances for it whether that be to like lack of staffing um funding time I just think like so many professionals now teachers are overworked underpaid um the system is so outdated there's just there's so many faults within it now and parents I think since the pandemic are realizing that they don't have to accept that and that their children deserve better there's so many more illnesses now um physical and sort of emotional mental um in children and I think the pandemic has a lot to answer to that but even previous to that there was but I just think parents now realize that they have got this this choice and maybe their children were flourishing not being in that mainstream school environment and they were overcoming these challenges and now they're taking back if you like like their child's education and realizing that they can absolutely um, do it themselves and that ultimately their child is in a better place because of it so yeah it's definitely a mix of of both of of both of those points definitely yeah I've definitely got um friends who you know were like full-on track to send their children to school before the pandemic and then actually you know flipped their thinking you know completely opposite and you know then never sent their children on to school and it's funny because sometimes when I talk about home education everybody's first response is like 
oh my god I homeschooled my kids in the pandemic <laughs> and it's like oh, no it was no, the same it's not the same no, you, you didn't was... you replicated a school day in your home whilst living through you know this pandemic that none of us were prepared for with emotional challenges mental challenges that nobody had ever experienced before and I can honestly say it is absolutely nothing like that when you electively home educate your child absolutely nothing and that's one of the biggest gripes of conversation I've had yes. over the last years and <laughs> I, I can actually like feel my blood burning and people are like oh I don't know how you do it oh when I had to do it oh it was hell oh no you didn't because you didn't choose to do it first of all and you were just you know force this work whilst you were trying to also cope with this mental stress and you know it's just yeah you cannot compare that is yeah I can no <laughs> I don't want to be the result of your blood pressure rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel that rising up as we speak. No, it's no, it is crazy. Also, I just think like at what at what point like do we accept letting somebody else determine the needs of our own children? That you know, that is what it comes down to, isn't it? You know, when you that is the answer to me. Like I just am not ready for anybody else to determine or tell me that doesn't even know my children or us as a family or our lifestyle, you know, to determine, to think they can determine the needs of my own children. is just, yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me at all. Yeah. There's so many like funny things that come up when you home educate, I think as well, you know, like that one being one of them about like, Oh, I homeschooled during the pandemic or there's just so, so many, so many different things. I think like when you're a home educator, it's almost like home educator bingo card. (laughs) It's like, You know that one's going to pop up, don't you? Along with the next one that we'll probably discuss, but obviously the socialisation aspect of it. I always say that. I'm like waiting for that to come up. Yeah, (laughs) it always does. In every conversation with somebody you meet, unless obviously it's fellow home edder and, you know, we can laugh about it. But yeah, that that question, yeah, that's a classic as well. So let's talk about it. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, The biggest question everyone has about home educated children is, how will they socialize um it makes me roll my eyes every time sometimes uh in front of people <laughs> which i need to get a better face um but um now me and you know that home education provides so many ample opportunities to socialize that you know exist far beyond the classroom um so how do you navigate this question when it comes up? Because I think it's probably one of the most common ones. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, if I had a pound for every time I've had that conversation, it would pay for probably the majority of the groups the kids go to every week. Yeah. But um, I, at the beginning, I was so nervous to tell people. Sometimes I wouldn't even say that I home educated them. Like I'd be out on it. People would say like, oh, not at school today. And I'd be like, oh, no. But now, like, I suppose you just grow in confidence through the years and when that question comes up when it used to come up I used to spend sort of five ten minutes describing in detail the groups that they go to and the children and that they see and what they do and trying to almost like prove myself whereas now I kind of just throw the question back and be my typical sarcastic self and you know I'll be like oh yeah nothing says socialization like the same 30 kids in the same four walls on repeat for seven years in primary school and then again for seven years in secondary school and I kind of like have a sarcastic ha 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 at the end and nobody really knows what to say but (laughs) I think 
it, there's two different types of people that bring this question up and one are generally interested they just do not understand how it's physically possible for your child to socialize with other children without being at school and that makes me really sad because I think you know they're the types of people that I think maybe their children are better off being in school because if you generally don't know how to socialize your child without them being in a mainstream education environment there's kind of you know it, it, I find that personally worrying but then there's people that just say it in such a naive almost like ignorant way um I do think it's quite an ignorant way to to sort of view home ed um by assuming you know that our kids are just like locked in a cupboard all day sort of doing nothing or playing uh, on the ipad or i don't know what they think we do during that time but yeah like i say there's two different there's two different conversations that come back and and one are genuinely interested and one just kind of use that as an excuse to just throw out you know some negativity towards towards our choices so yeah i i tend to typically go down the sarc sarcasm route now it works wonders people don't know what to say and then it throws it back on them to answer what they how they feel their child socializing in these four walls every day and um yeah it's quite a good conversation starter actually <laughs> yeah i think the same and i i have the same view as you you know like children when they go to school as we've already touched on that not only are they sort of within the same four walls with the same 30 kids but they're also largely in the same postcode as well so like take for example where I live you know we it's not a hugely diverse area for a start um it's you know Hertfordshire it's you know I'm not saying I'm wealthy but it's a wealthy wealthy area right you have to have a lot of money to you know purchase property here or rent here whatever you know your choice is but you're talking about 30 children spending five days a week together six hours a day all of generally you know probably the same socio-economic background if mm. not you know the same potentially the same race uh, you know I when I went to school so I went to I I didn't live where I live now but still in Hertfordshire and yeah my class was not diverse at all not mm. at all and so you know there's a, what I find with home education is that you your children actually socialize not only with people of from all different backgrounds but all different ages as well it's not just solely like my daughter doesn't get which she got you know she goes to forest school and farm school and with you with yourself <laughs> and you know the, the the children are not all the same age and it's it's really interesting because the forest school we go to is is still like a part of the toddler group so she can go until she's five and it's funny how many families go to that that are drawn to home education I've spoken to so many different people that because it's not strictly a, a home ed group I like I always, I'm always like oh no I'm gonna home educate her and everyone's like I've been thinking about home educating and like it's funny because you actually make connections quite easily it's sometimes because once you sort of you know start talking about it you find people that are like oh I'm going to home educate like a another friend of mine I we met through forest school and yeah we were just talking one day and I was like oh I'm going to home educate my daughter and she's like I home educate mine and so yeah it just I think sometimes you can worry like I know because I'm still sort of at the beginning in terms of like 
you know, if we were thinking about traditional education ages, I still feel like I'm, you know, right at the beginning. And I used to think, oh my goodness, how, you know, how will I ever meet anyone? But it does just happen. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. I think like, also for us as parents, like it's definitely socially impacted my life as well. I mean, in my job and just the way I am anyway, I, you know, I, I'm a chatty person. I meet new people every every week, so I don't really struggle with meeting new people. But I know some parents that I have come across um, in the home ed community, you know, they're quite shy or they might be not so confident and it's so nice to then get to know them from a real diverse community like obviously I, I'm in Essex at the minute I'm on the border of Hertfordshire I border East London the kids and I are around realistically probably a hundred different people a week um children and adults together and it's so nice for me as well because like you said I also grew up in Hertfordshire and it definitely is not a diverse community and I myself have learned so much um just about life and the opportunities and um and, and different faiths and religions and just everything bring the ways of bringing up children and family family lifestyles and choices like uh, the, the the difference it's made to me as an adult and as a parent is also I, I never I never would have had this if I had just sent my children to a local school I know I wouldn't so it's brought a wealth of information to me as well which is I'm so grateful for so grateful yeah I feel the same like I would definitely describe myself as more introverted uh, I can I can force a bit of being extroverted where necessary, but I know that ultimately, yeah, I'm an introvert and I socialize and then I'm like, okay, I need to go and like close the curtain, sit in a dark room and decompress <laughs> for a little while. And but I find, you know, having to having to socialize because, you know, I know that, you know, that's part of our home education, but also having met people along the way that you know, makes me want to go and socialise as well, right? So it's, yeah, I find it's had a massive impact impact on my life as well. And, you know, meeting new people and, yeah, I just find it incredible. And like you say, if I sent her to school, I don't think I would have that at all. You know, it would just remain, you know, my small little group of friends who are ace. But it's also nice to meet other people that, you know, are doing the same thing as you and, you know, you can ask questions to. I just think that it sort of widened my circle a lot. And, you know, it's nice to find, you know, it's always nice to make new friends. And I think as adults, sometimes that can be a little bit more difficult. You know, my daughter will happily make friends with someone at soft play. And we went to the zoo a couple of weeks ago and she's still talking about a friend she made, my best friend at soft play. <laughs> it's like... I don't my know children do that. Different. My kids, oh yeah, we were at the park on Sunday, and a little boy asked Ellis to play tag, and they were playing for probably thirty seconds. And we got in the car, and he was like, "I didn't ask my new friend his name." I'm like, "Oh, it's just so cute. If only it was that easy for, for, for adults." Now okay. I think I'm a bit of a social butterfly, to be honest. So I don't find like going to new groups or meeting new people remotely um, like triggering, or I don't get any anxiety over that. But I'd say about 85% of fellow home ed parents that I know do so I completely empathize on that on that sense and I just think that makes it even braver to put yourself out of your comfort zone to do something that is going to benefit your kids home ed journey absolutely yeah I, I rate any parent that would struggle or feel nervous going to that 
and then still putting themselves out to do because it must be I can just imagine it being like me going to the dentist so yeah anyone that's listening and struggles or cancels groups or doesn't take their child because they're feeling this anxiety definitely try and work through it because once you've been a few times and you've realized that ultimately we all have the same goals you know to just foster this wonderful time with our children and um yeah I definitely would say just try 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 and um everyone I've met's lovely you know we, we just we're just the same we've got the same goal we've yeah. got the same goal we've got the same morals you know we all want to just like enjoy this discovery together so yeah definitely keep working through it even if you feel like you are an introvert and you don't have the confidence you yeah just do make sure you do <laughs> I always think as well, like, so, so sometimes before I go to a new group, I was like, oh, wonder what it's going to be like, you know, will anyone talk to me? And then I always remind myself, like, I'm going with my daughter. If nothing else, she will talk to me. There's not a time in her life that she doesn't come and find me and tell me something. So, yeah. you know, I think as well, it's almost like a bit of a safety net because we're with our children. And, you know, if no one talks to me, then I'm just going to talk to my daughter, you know, because mm. I'm there for her. And and I've never come across a situation where nobody will talk to me. So, mm. yeah, exactly. I think exactly. from like, I'm, I'm, sorry, I was just going to say, um, yeah, from an introvert's point of view, uh, I just think, you know, like, you know, my I'm, I'm there with my daughter and, you know, she'll always talk to me and, you know, we're there for her ultimately anyway. Yeah exactly yeah exactly you're doing it for your kids so yeah that's the most important definitely so um we know there's like no such thing as a typical day in home education and you could not compare like my day and your day they would just not you know they're just completely different and they would never sort of mesh together with, with any sort of structure um and it's just like a combination of just everyday life and and learning through that if you could explain what a typical home ed day looks like in your family, what would it look like? It's very seasonal, to be honest. It tends to be autumn, winter. We have really slight, so we're just coming out of it now. We'll have like slower mornings. I'll, t I'll try and not really book many groups or meetups for the morning, purely because the weather's horrible and, you know, it's dark and cold still. So we'll, we'll, we'll tend to have slower mornings throughout autumn and winter and then I like to personally in spring and summer get up before the kids sit in the garden go to my plants have a cup of tea and then they'll join me but we haven't quite reached that stage yet soon as we're still getting frost in the morning so currently yeah we definitely have a slow morning unless there's some one-off groups um or we, we you know we need to get up for appointments or whatever we tend to have slower mornings um my kids absolutely love a leisurely breakfast and I must admit every day even if I really can't be bothered I make myself and I remind myself that actually if they were at school they wouldn't be able to have this like three course breakfast because they'd be out the door at I don't know what time eight probably or before so yeah they they definitely have breakfast of kings and queens and we might sit at the breakfast table for like a good hour um while they have their breakfast and we might do some reading or I might do a read aloud um or they might do some apps like a reading eggs app or something like that but we'll definitely enjoy like the morning together um I tend to try and not be on my phone at that point or get back to clients or you know anything like that I try and just have that morning where we focus and then once they have finished eating and you know they're they're raring to go I try and get a little bit of like formal table work done 
um, especially as they're getting older. I never did before, but now they're getting older, I feel like repetition is key um, for a lot of their for a lot of their like formal work. So we'll just sit up, not for long. We might sit up together and do like a read aloud for half an hour um, and a book study, and then I might sit one to one. Um, sometimes not both of them because we don't have the time before we go out. But if I try, you know, I might just do half an hour um, with with each of them doing some English maths, or we might do a science project. Um, and normally, while one's sitting with me, the other puts a Cosmic Kids yoga on in the other room, which they tend to be between like twenty five and forty minutes, and um, that kind of works perfect for me to work one to one with the other. Um, and then once we've done that, we normally out. I have to get out every day. Um, so we'll have a group or um, swimming or a meetup or sort of a crafty session or soft play if it's raining, um, farm school, yeah. <laughs> which I really hope will be a regular thing. Yeah, forest school. And we'll go out and do what we've got to do. Um, and then in the afternoon, it just depends how long our groups or our plans are for that day. But we'll tend to in the afternoon, we tend to do like if we've got a project, so like a geography project that we have at the minute a twinkle one um, or an art study or again if we haven't done our book study and read aloud we'll do that um, if it's raining we'll do some baking or um, play in the garden or the kids will then have a bit of free time and I'll cook dinner or um, my daughter often helps me with dinner she loves doing that unless it's onions and then she's out of the kitchen <laughs> um, so, yeah so they'll sort of help me um, and we always all I, I eat dinner with the kids um, early because I just found a it was just really stressful making two different dinners and trying to make dinner again when they were in bed so yes for the last sort of three four years I cook like one meal I'll eat with the kids at the table and then um, my husband eats later like once once he's home he doesn't get home before they're in bed most times so I always eat with them and we'll, we'll like reflect on the day and normally they'll ask about the plans for the next day or plans for the week um, and they might FaceTime their nan and granddad or friends and before you know it it's like half seven eight I'm not really like strict on bedtimes but my kids do like their sleep I mean they sleep for like 12 hours a night straight through they always have they love their sleep and yeah before I know it, it's like half seven and yeah they're in they're, they're they're in bed and I'm frantically doing all the things I haven't had time to do in the day <laughs> which is <laughs> my life for everyone really isn't it I mean if, it if I didn't go med I'd be at work full time and I'd still be trying to do it so I definitely don't not comparing parents at work full time we, we, we all we all struggle getting sort of time to ourselves don't we so yeah That's I try brilliant. and catch up um on whatever might need doing that hasn't got done or tidying up there's always glitter there's always glitter there's I used to like glitter. I go downstairs I'm like oh there's been a, there's a glitter explosion where the where did that come from so yeah I always clean and glitter that's definitely um a daily chore um yeah and that and that and that's about it but it's yeah we, most days are similar um as I say I think it's really seasonal as well like in the summer I, I want to be outside as much as possible and you know in the garden and in the winter I love being cozy indoors sort of by four half four when it starts getting dark so each time the new season comes I'm ready for it do you know what I mean yeah yeah it's funny because we're we're the same actually you know like through sort of late autumn and winter and you know early spring where we're at at the moment you know it's just been sort of like this you know staying at home but as soon as the sun is out and you know you've got that warmth again in spring I, I'm the same I just want to be out and it's it, it's nice I find it nice and I hope the kids will find it nice as well to just actually sort of honor the way we sort of naturally feel 
at the, each time of year because we we tend to whether we are at school or in the workplace if we have this sort of structure which I know is you know just part of life and you know most most people do have to just get on with it unfortunately but we don't get to sort of honor the way that sort of like the natural flow of the seasons and how you know naturally in winter we do want to sort of like hibernate and yeah. think be a bit slower and and things like that but you know when you've got to be at, at school or at work or you know child care it's it's difficult to be able to easily sort of embrace those things and it's one of the things I love about home education is that you know I know I'm in a privileged position to be able to do it and to be home with the kids and it's just nice to be able to just do what feels right for our bodies you know when when we're tired we can rest and we don't have to just push through until the sort of like the point of exhaustion I mean I, they're still children and I'm still tired at the end of every day <laughs> but it's just nice to be able to sort of like just honor who we are a little bit more I think absolutely yeah yeah couldn't agree more so um one of the things that I have been asked quite frequently on Instagram since I started talking about home educating my children is would I ever let my children go to school Mm. and it's it's funny because it's not that I'm I'm not banning them from going to school but as the person who chooses to opt into whichever form of education you know I see fit for them as their parent Mm -hmm. and obviously with my husband as well um because I think sometimes we don't I think because home education is not considered the norm let's say um that people don't necessarily realize that we we opt in to whatever form of education we've decided so we either opt our children into school or we home educate them and I think it's almost sometimes sort of thought that we are just sort of like I don't know maybe opting out or you know choosing a different route where both are actually you know very valid and legal ways to educate your children it's just your your choice but I often get asked about you know whether I'll let them go to school and I've always said that should the question come up then we'll discuss it and facilitate that conversation with with them you know let them know that you know this is what our home education life looks like this is what life will look like if you went to school and you know we discuss it in an age-appropriate way should it ever come up so if your children ever wanted to try school what are your thoughts on that similar to yours to be honest Amy I I get asked that question a lot and a lot of people will say it in front of the kids and you know the conversation will come up and they are getting older now and you know it's not a, a taboo topic I don't hide it from them we often you know they're often around children my friends kids who are at school and I'm definitely not anti school um I just um I just feel like this sort of conventional way of learning genuinely would not suit my kids and I just whenever it comes up I just think god how many of us as adults are still recovering from some form of trauma relating from school I know I definitely am and I know so many people are and it's not to say that your whole school um journey was completely negative but I I just look and I think how many kids now are at school 
but are so disengaged from it. They don't enjoy it. They don't get any real benefit from it. And they end up just hating learning as a whole. And like even me, myself, I, I absolutely despised school. I hated everything about it. I didn't really have like one set group of friends. I was kind of like a social butterfly even then. And the only time I started enjoying education is when I left halfway through doing my A-levels and went to college to do something that I wanted to do. And then I found this passion for education and passion for learning. And then I went on to become an educator myself and obviously then I was lecturing in this college and I found this real love again and passion for it and I just feel if the conversation comes up and they want to go I've never said I won't send them I think they need to make that choice themselves and I think they need to be at an age where I feel it's appropriate for them to want to make that choice um and I will you know let them go I think my daughter would probably fit in um she's very quiet and I think she'd just be one that plods along you know the type of kids they go to school they don't cause any trouble there's nothing you know you'd go to a parents evening they'd say how lovely she is and quiet and that she's doing well and that would be it um there'd be no real like extensive conversation to be had about her performance and you know that it would just be middle of the line throughout her whole education my son on the other hand um no absolutely not he would <laughs> find it restrictive he would feel a real strain I know and he's only almost six years old and I can just see that a mainstream school it would not be the place for him um I have looked um Obviously, I'm moving. I've spoke about that before. I'm moving. And ever since we started home ed, obviously, I've had schools in the back of my mind. And um, I think if they wanted to go, I probably would um, try them at a Steiner school. Um, I love like the philosophy around it. It focuses on the whole being of, a ch of the children, like the academic, physical emotional spiritual like it takes everything in and I think when if we get to the point where either of them want to try um where I'm moving to there's there is there is actually a Steiner school not too far away and I think that would be where I would start um I try not to think about it too much because it does you know makes me it doesn't make me anxious but you know I just feel like oh we're so we're in this journey and I feel like I've got so much more to give and they've got so much more to gain um but I do think if it came up and the time you know the time came and they wanted to try it or for any reason uh, they had to go I I probably would um yeah look at a slightly alternative provision and I'd probably would choose a Steiner school yeah I I feel the same way you know it's and and I, I guess the same as well like a little a little bit of anxiety like you know because you know we've chosen this but you know like you said if they were at an age where it, it felt like they were able to make that decision um I yeah I think that I think you know I the goal is certainly to home educate them permanently and, and that's another question I get all the time like what will you do when they get to secondary school and sometimes I'm like well do you know what I went through that education system so if I can't teach them what I already yeah. learned then that system didn't didn't do that well for me and you know it's I'm I was like a kid at school that I did okay I probably did you know above average in terms of you know how they judge things and uh, you know I was never like an A star student but you know I plodded along I always 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 every parents evening got told that I talk too much and who 
I mean, like, can I go back and find my teachers and tell them that now I have a podcast and I can talk as much as I like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I always got told I talk too much. I get my own work done, but I distract everyone else. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, looking back on it as an adult, it's like, well, that's their problem. If they can't tune me out, <laughs> you know, it's not my problem that they're getting distracted. But, you know, going to school, I would, yeah, I was, you know, just like a standard student. And I went off to university after school. Um, because that's what I thought I should do <laughs> and did my degree and I did my degree in history and I loved it and actually went back like a decade later um, with the Open University and did my master's just because I wanted to do it and it's yeah it's just that thing that you know once I was able to find what I loved you know then I you know I really enjoyed it I loved doing my my master's degree I mean it not easy but I did I did really enjoy it because it was something I was really interested in and you know that led me on to doing like different things like where I live I'm like on the board of trustees for like a heritage charity so it's just like it 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 sort of like manifests in different ways but when I look back on school I'm like mm, like you said I you know I think there's still things that as adults we're all working through and I don't think for maybe anyone that school actually leaves us how it finds us mm -hmm. I, I think it, it you know it leaves some negative parts to it even if you were you know like an, an A-star student you know maybe if you were an A-star student it's like you know you felt like you know you always had to perform at a certain level I think it I don't know, I, I feel like there are some aspects sometimes at school, like I said, that just, it doesn't leave us how it found us and not in a great way all the time. And, you know, there are so many different different types of people who who need different types of things from education. And, and like we said at the beginning, it's just, it, it's not possible in our education system. Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. I was having a conversation with um, a home home ed um, dad actually a few weeks ago, and um, he was saying about how imaginative his child is and creative. And um, I asked him if he'd listened to the talk um, from Ken Robinson, and he said no. And I said, oh, you know, you should really listen to it. You'd really like it. But basically, the one of the points he brings up is that he says that creativity now is as important in education as literacy and when I first listened to that um that live talk god it hit me so hard because I thought you know what that's one thing as um myself like as a child and a teenager I'm such a creative person and I felt like school uh, mainstream school is what complete that that was like sucked out of me and I left with like I left just feeling like no creativity at all. And then when I made that choice to go to college and um, tr I trained as a hairdresser before I went on to, to teach and I found that creativity again. And that was what I was missing. That is what was taken away from me. And I look at my kids and how, and their imaginations and how they flourish. And I'm like, you take after me in that sense. You have got this passion for creativity that I need to provide for you to make sure that you don't have the same feeling I had years down the line. Yeah, 
absolutely I sometimes look at my daughter and I just like I'm amazed like with you know how creative she is and her imagination I just it feels just like next level and I'm I often think like I I wonder like if you went to school if that would you know almost be sort of stamped out of you mm-hmm. and like I just you know when I see her you know how creative she is and you know she can't read yet but she has absolutely memorized um the hungry caterpillar so she'll read it to us she'll just yeah. read the pages and she's you know she creates the story herself um oh. and yeah she's she's she just it, it just amazes me because you know she's not at the point of reading and but you know she's she's on the way and that's all by her own doing you know mm-hmm. Just to be able to sit there and recreate the story is, you know, the first step in that. And yeah, I just think, you know, like we've said, it, it's school isn't for everybody. And, you know, I think definitely my daughter, I don't think school would be the right place for her. I think that she's, you know, this massively, she's so outgoing as well. She's like the opposite of me. And I just think that, you know, she really thrives in her home ed life so far yeah yeah I can vouch for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so she she definitely fits in she definitely fits in yeah like I said earlier she and she forces me to be social which is great as well so it is it is good now I know so you touched on like what you what you went to college for and I know you've been having conversations on Instagram about home education and employment and I've been working on sort of recreating my career post children around home education so what are your thoughts on access to employment for home educators because I know lots of people say like I can't home educate because I have to work which is you know obviously a common worry because most households do need two incomes these days. Mm, yeah it's definitely a um a topic that comes up a lot which is yeah I have spoke about that before on my on my Instagram page I'm hoping to set up some lives with with lots of different homemade parents so that we can hear you know myself but also for everyone we can hear how people manage and what they actually do because I just think a lot of the time the word I would use is unmanageable um I've always worked part-time since having the kids even before um home educating them I went back to work part-time um I left teaching I haven't gone back to teaching yet but I work part-time in my salon and I still do that now um I don't have much childcare options so I think some people just assume if you work that you must have you know a board um option when it comes to childcare. I definitely don't um my kids don't do any drop-off classes um other than a one hour acro class on a Friday when sometimes I go to Lidl's on my own but I definitely don't have um I think there's there's always there's a lot of like judgment surrounding uh like working as a home ed mum and childcare provisions for them and I I I work some evenings I work a Saturday um my parents look after my kids on a Saturday if I didn't work I'd just be spending the day with them anyway so I I work on a Saturday um and I work some evenings as well um, for a different company um, doing some online work but I would definitely say it's not it's not easily doable um, it's there's there's a there's a lot of conviction on parents that don't work there's a lot of conviction on parents that do work I have so many different friends now um, 
the home ed and everybody's different which is why I really want to talk about that more on my social media but some work um, part-time and have childcare. some work evenings some switch over I've had a lot of people say to me they switch with their husbands around shift work I don't have that option um, so I don't I, I don't we don't really equally share the home ed um, like you know provision I do that and he works full-time um but yeah it's a difficult one isn't it I mean I choose to work part-time I wouldn't say so I have a disposable income but it definitely gives me a more relaxed approach when it comes to extra classes for the kids um or new groups that come up um or if we're out and I think you know what let's get lunch out I have that sort of option whereas if I didn't work at all um I just have to be more selective with um how I spent our overall income definitely yeah I think um you know because I didn't go back to to work after after I had um my daughter and certainly not well I did a little bit because I came off of maternity leave um right into a pandemic so I was like oh, I want to do something you know because yeah. it was uh you know it's the panic of you know everything going on and um you know just wanting to sort of try and earn as much money as possible in case you know things got difficult but um I haven't after having my son and yeah I just I I do like because I'm you know even before having children I was a content creator and that and run my own business and so it's just been finding I guess what I want to do next and because I I guess you know because I already have that experience it's a, a little easier to know where to start I guess but you know with that there comes a lot of flexibility so my husband works full-time he works full-time from home so he doesn't have a commute or anything like that so they you know when he finishes work he just has to walk downstairs and so you know we do sort of gain that time back but yeah it it's difficult like you say if if you stay at home you know there's society has one thing to say if you if you don't and you go go out to work society has something else to say about it you know we can't we can't do right for doing wrong so it's just... there's, there's speculation on on every viewpoint possible I mean personally for me on the the, sat the one day a week that I work all day which is a Saturday I some days I'm really dreading it or I feel pressure or if the children maybe they don't to be honest get poorly that often but if I've been poorly or they've been poorly or there's been some anxiety that week or you know some type of negativity that's gone on then I, I dread it because I just want to be at home with them I just want that day where we don't have any groups and I just want to have a chilled day and spend time with them but then on the flip side you know some weeks and this being totally honest I can't wait to go to work on a Saturday and it's nothing to do with financial benefit it's purely so that I'm not hearing mum 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 24 hours in that day and I am just I actually am just Roseanne that day and I'm having adult conversation because you know we've all been there some weeks you know we can't go to groups our children are not well or something's come up and you know there has been weeks over these three years that I've home educated but really over the eight years that I've been a mum that I haven't seen another adult 
other than my husband and I'm probably in bed by the time he gets home and I'm just craving like a bit of normality by the time it gets to a Saturday on some weeks and I know there's parents out there who will totally relate to that which is why I'm being so honest about it but I sometimes just want to go to work and I want to just buy myself a meal deal from Tesco's for lunch and not think about feeding anyone else at that lunchtime and I just want to work I want to chat to my clients I want to enjoy doing what I love what I've always done it's just that bit of me that is still me and sometimes again I know so many homemade parents or all parents but especially homemade parents because we just don't get that time to ourselves and I know some people will completely agree that we just need that day or that moment or that hour to just be ourselves again and take it all back and we can go back again like feeling self-assured and feeling like we're ready to you know take on the the next delicate topic with our own kids and yeah I some weeks I don't I don't want to go but some weeks I I need that day I definitely do yeah I I would agree with that as well and and you know the stuff I do I I can do from home but the same thing like I will come upstairs I will shut the door and I am nobody's parent unless there is an absolute emergency and Mm. I just like having something else to focus my brain on I I just yeah I just like having something that is just mine and I'm not sharing it with with anybody else and Mm -hmm. I can you know sit up here and you know sometimes I can hear sort of like (laughs) distant cries but I'm like you know my husband's there he can deal with it and you know while I'm breastfeeding I do have to sort of you know pop back occasionally (laughs) but I I just need that little bit of little bit of time for myself and I think it's really important this weekend we just went away for the weekend to see my husband's family and usually on a weekend because I'm with them you know constantly Monday to Friday sometimes you know on the weekend I will you know most weekends take time out for myself and you know my Mm -hmm. husband's with them and this weekend I didn't get to do that and when I have weekends like that where we go away and I don't just get time just for myself, like I feel it. I feel it in my, um, you know, just my general mood, but also my reactions to things. I am a lot less tolerant. And so I just think it is just really important. Like my husband said to me on Sunday night, like, seem a little bit tense and I'm like mm-hmm. I, I haven't had any time off and now I'm staring at the week again and mm-hmm. you know, I can't see you know when we're recording it's coming up to Easter weekend so at least it's only a four-day week but you know when you're just about to hit Monday and you haven't had a break and you're like I've got another five days <laughs> until yeah. I can you know really it's just it, it is a lot and mm-hmm. I know sometimes people say about like home education like oh I don't know how you can you know be with your kids all day long and you know that's not a, not not meant negatively obviously that you know it's just it is a lot um but it's also you know a sacrifice that I'm prepared to make for their education and I understand it's not a sacrifice that everybody wishes to make because it is mm. it's difficult being switched on all the time and whether we whether our children are in school or whether they're at home with us you know we don't we don't stop being parents do we we're still switched on parenting Exactly. I know. I think a lot of people come to this conclusion as soon as they realise that, you know, you're a home educating parent that, you know, we're some sort of super mums and we think we're like, you know, got some special powers that people that other people don't but it's it's not that at all like you say we make these sacrifices um but I think it's really important to 
you know, to keep it real also that, you know, we do also need a break. You know, we can't keep this up 24 seven. Like you said, I, I, some weeks more than others, I will suffer with awful PMS and my husband will be the same. He'll know. And, you know, whether that's just that I go food shopping on my own on an evening instead of doing it the day with them, or, you know, I might have my nails done or, just anything even just getting out for an hour sometimes I just want to drive my car with nobody else in it and I want to just <laughs> blast some 90s garage and I just want to be on my own and as soon as I've had that it might be 10 minutes it might be an hour I feel like right I can take it back again now and I can you know I can be this superwoman and, and get on with it but we do all need we need to be real and we need to have these breaks you know some people might need two days away they might need a week away and some people might just need 10 minutes away but we have to because you can't continue to give your all if you don't you know you're not going to have a respite at some point and I do think a lot of people they think oh you know oh you just oh you just don't need any break oh you oh you oh wow I could never do that but I could never do that either if I didn't take some form of time for myself along the way yeah absolutely yeah I think I would have gone crazy a while ago <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just it's a lot and it's you know parenting is a lot regardless of how you educate your children and so you know we all need to you know just find that bit of space where we can really absolutely. however it looks 100% <laughs> well thank you so much for coming back on and sharing all of the, all the ways you and your family embrace home education so tell the listeners where they can connect with you online yeah sure i am on instagram um my handle is home ed hopes and yeah i post on there daily i'm not very good i don't really have any other social media platform i can only focus on one but yeah i do post our sort of home ed life and um everything we get up to um all on there excellent and i will link it in the notes as well so people can come and find you so thank you again so much for for joining me again and it was an amazing conversation about home ed i could talk all night and we almost have oh, yeah me too 100 thank you for having me we should come back and do um and focus again if we if we if we decipher something you know a career in home education how we can make it work financially based on purely home education we uh we need to come back and have another chat about that eventually absolutely you are welcome here anytime <laughs> thank you so much amy you're welcome Oh my goodness, how good was that episode? I could talk all day and all night to Roseanne, mostly about anything, but particularly home education. We are so passionate about home education and our children and the way we live our lives. And it was so fun and so refreshing to chat with her on this topic. Now you can find Roseanne, like she said, on Instagram and her Instagram is homeedhopes. I will link this in the notes and you can go ahead and find her there. Don't forget to listen to our previous episode that we did, which was all about living naturally. You can find that wherever you are listening to this podcast. Just go back a couple of episodes and you will find our episode there. Other than that, I want to say thank you to you guys for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. You can find me over on Instagram at lifeonplot44. You can follow the blog at theslowlivingcollective.com. And until next time, I will catch you in the next episode.